Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, welcome to week five of our sermon series called The Path. Today's title is Pay Attention to Where You're Going. You know, as I said earlier in this sermon series, and I'll say it again, um, this series is based on a book I've read in part called The Principle of the Path by Andy Stanley. And I got to tell you, this sermon series, I've done it multiple times, and it's always been life transforming. And I'm beginning to hear some great responses to that regard as well. And we give God all the praise and all the glory. Well, let's look at a quick review of where we've been. We've been saying that your direction, not your intentions, determines your destination. And I've talked about that if you were to start in Lodi, California, in the middle of California, and you wanted to go to Disneyland, you got on I-5, and you headed north, no matter what your intentions were, I could have my Mickey ears, and I could have my camera, but if I'm going north on I-5 from Lodi, California, I'm never going to get to Disney. I'm going to hit the Canadian border. Now, we understand that in navigation. We understand if you're going in the wrong direction, you're never going to get to your destination. But that principle is true in all areas of our life, in relationships, in our careers, in all sorts of things that we're into. And yet, sometimes there's a disconnect and we don't see how important our direction in life has on the outcome of where we're going in life. Now, we've been studying the book of Proverbs. And it's in the book of Proverbs that over a dozen, couple dozen times, we see the word path written by King Solomon. Now, Solomon writes most of the whole book of, of Proverbs, and he tells us how important the path is. Well, let's look at one of the verses when he speaks about it. Here in chapter 1, verse 15, my child, don't go along with them. He's talking about these immoral group of guys and how they're just misleading you. And he's saying, my child, don't go along with them. Stay far away from their paths. Wow. A few weeks ago, we studied this verse in chapter 3, verse 6. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. If you seek the Father, He's going to show you the right paths. Here's another one out of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 26. And he adds, someone adds this little nuance, a supplemental principle to the principle we've been learning so far. It says, mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Well, now as we've been saying that the principles that are, are true regarding navigation are also true in how we live. And here are in your notes, number one, the principle of the path. Your direction determines your destination. I kind of shortened it up a little bit, but that really is the principle of the path. Your direction determines your destination. And this morning, I want to add a little qualifier to that principle, to that statement. Just a slight modification. 
that I think you agree is true. What gets your attention determines your direction, which determines your destination. Or in the short version, it's the principle of focus. Your attention determines your direction. Isn't it true? All of a sudden, you're driving and you see something on the side of the road. Maybe there's a car accident. And before you know it, you're looking and you're not really paying attention to your driving. Why was it that not long ago, almost every state in the nation passed a law saying you're not allowed to use your cell phone while you're driving? Why? They quickly figured out when people are texting or when they're on their phone and they're talking that they're not paying attention to the road and to how they're driving. And so they made a law so that people's attention would be focused on what they're actually doing. Mankind has known for thousands of years about this principle because Solomon taught it to us 3,000 years ago. It's not new to the Bible. It's not new because we got cell phones. So here's the whole statement on attention. He says in Proverbs 4, verse 25 through 27, he says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Wow. Our destination is determined by our direction. Our direction is dictated by whatever holds our attention. The things that capture your attention will always influence your direction. There are both positive and negative examples of how we get our attention influenced. And all of a sudden, before you know it, our direction is all of a sudden in a whole new. It's changed. It's going in a way we didn't think it was supposed to go. So like every principle, the principle of attention can work for us or it could work against us. If you think for a minute, you probably will be able to drum up a half a dozen or more instances, instances in your life where your attention got you diverted from the ways that you were supposed to go, and it cost you. Think about it. Maybe there are some people you wish you had never, ever met. <laughs> or maybe there's a relationship you wish you had never made. Or maybe there's a business opportunity or a business investment you wish you had completely ignored. Your life would have turned out completely different if those things, if those people had not grabbed your attention away from where God was pointing you. Isn't it true? That in many cases, the path you were on before those people or those things were really the path you should have been on. But all of a sudden now you look back and wasted time, wasted years, wasted decades, and we can't go back. But we can make the corrections for the future. 
You know, our emotions are a powerful force. They can be a catalyst that redirects our attention, which of course changes our direction, which in turn changes us from our original destination. Advertisers understand the power and the impact of emotion. It's why so many people purchase things that after they get it, they go, I don't need this thing. But their emotion was so picked up when they were looking at, you could just have this for three easy payments of $19.99. And it felt so good and it looked so great. And then later, the regret comes. It's the power of emotion. Advertisers understand it. And so does the enemy of your soul. What captures your attention influences your direction. Or as Solomon said in Proverbs 4, 25 through 27, but I'm reading it now from the message version. It says, keep vigilant. You see, church, as believers, we have to understand we are always under attack. You can't be idle in Christianity. Keep vigilant, Solomon tells us. Watch over your heart. That's my responsibility. It's yours. To keep vigilant. To watch over your heart. Remember, when your heart is distant from God, it gets twisted. And when it gets twisted, then that heart, it will lie to me. But if I'm close to God, then my heart is being woven with His heart. And I'm not going to be easily twisted. I'm not going to be easily misguided because I'm now one with the Lord. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step, and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither right or left. Leave evil in the dust. <laughs> Folks, there's some good news. You and I don't have to be ruled by things that grab or capture our attention. Here, let's look at number three. The principle of choice. You get to choose what you give your attention to. On every path that leads to disaster or destruction, there's something powerful and emotionally engaging that summons us, that grabbed or captured our attention. And this is why Solomon warned us, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on, your, on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. It's time to make a choice. Choose which direction you will go and fix your gaze directly on it. What you give your attention to determines your direction. And the direction you are headed in determines your destination. You know, I came across this story that really illustrates this, this point. 
It was flight 401 bound for Miami from New York City with a load of, well, holiday travelers. As the huge aircraft approached the Miami airport, um, when they started looking at the landing gear, it didn't deploy properly. And when it doesn't deploy up properly, the light turns off. I'm not sure why it goes in the off position, but there was no illumination. There was no light. So, of course, the captain, the, the pilot, he looks and he's messing with it. And then the co-pilot's messing with it. And before you know it, there's one person after another person trying to get that light to turn back on, thinking that it, it's the light bulbs, the problem. Well, they had to do a loop because they didn't know if the landing gear had deployed or not. So here's these about five of these highly paid, highly trained pilots all working their hearts off trying to work with this 75 cent light bulb. And because they were so focused on the light bulb, nobody paid attention that they were in a downfall and they crashed into the Everglades. A lot of people died. Why? It's pretty simple. They forgot they were supposed to stay focused and pay attention to flying the airplane. They got distracted. They were paying attention to that which they shouldn't have been. I want to ask you a sincere question. What has your attention these days? Because there are some things that if we're not careful, they will so distract us like a 75 cent light bulb from the main thing that we're supposed to be doing. We're in a pandemic. It's a really serious situation, just like that 75 cent light bulb. But if we don't pay attention to our walk with Jesus... We're going to miss the main thing. It's He and He alone that will give us what we need in times of trial, persecution, and struggle. Don't miss the main thing. Pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Here's another question. What do you want to have your attention. If you could only fix your eyes on just one thing, what would it be? The Apostle Paul, well, he described his approach to life this way here in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. He says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. <laughs> here's, here's a guy who wrote half of the New Testament. He's saying, hey, hey, I haven't arrived yet. I understand. I haven't got it figured out yet. But I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past. And looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. So Paul, he's saying, I haven't achieved it yet. And even though he's the leader, the teacher, the apostle, he's saying there is no room from complacency. There's no room 
when it comes to this idea of being a Christian, this endeavor requires a strenuous effort by everybody to be a person of faith. The idea of just laissez-faire with your faith doesn't work. Folks, if we want to be fully engaged in our faith, we have to pray. We have to read the Word of God. We have to be connected with the body of Christ. The idea, well, I listen to Christian music or I do, no, 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 no. Be engaged. Or He has your undivided attention. That phrase, but I focus. Do you hear what what Paul is saying? But I focus. It, It really expresses a singleness of purpose, a singleness of concentration of effort. But I focus on Jesus. Some scholars suggest that this race he's speaking of is really a chariot race. And can you imagine if you got distracted on a chariot race? It could be fatal. Folks, it's so important to be focused. Focus on the King of kings, the Lord of lords. The author of the book of Hebrews wrote this in chapter 2, verse 1. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. Maybe you're familiar with the butterfly effect. It's the idea that a butterfly flaps its wings on the other side of the world. And by the time it comes to where you're at, it's now a hurricane. The idea is that little things can have big consequences. That's what choices are like. That's what decisions are like. Some of you may have drifted away from your faith for a while. And you may have even wondered, what happened? How did I get here? It happened because of the principle of attention. Your eyes, your attention got distracted because of your desires, and you began to follow something other than God. And you wound up drifting slowly and slowly farther and farther away from God. Here's what I think we all need to do to stay on the right path spiritually. Hebrews chapter 12. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates the perf- and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. I like that part. By keeping our eyes on Jesus. This is my suggestion to you. Don't let your heart be distracted. Or your attention be captured by lesser things than your relationship with Jesus. Focus on Him. 
of following Him, getting to know Him better, serving Him fully, becoming more and more like Him every single day. Folks, we can't do what the Bible wants us to do if we're not spending time in His presence. It's not enough. If I was to eat one grand meal every Sunday, I mean, it was 25-course meal, the best of the best, outstanding meal. But I didn't eat Monday through Saturday. I would look gone. I would look, I would be anemic. I would have all sorts of health issues. But then I got to eat again on Sunday. It wouldn't be enough. We do that. We gather together on Sunday, whether online or in person, and we have an incredible meal, a spiritual meal. But if I'm not feeding, if I'm not self-feeding every day, it's not going to be enough. The ability to follow Jesus requires each of us to take our praying, our daily devotions, this Bible, Serious. Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 11. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he, meaning Jesus, gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he, when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death. On a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of the highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. Now, catch these next, this next verse that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The Apostle Paul wrote the scripture to the, this letter to the church there in Philippi. He understood that this was so incredibly important that every knee would bow and every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he made sure they saw this. It was critical to their faith, and it's critical to ours. Everybody will bow. But the question is, will you bow now or will you buy after the point of death? At that point, it's too late. We're to bow now on this side of life and death. Remember a few weeks ago when we learned that in Proverbs 22, verse 3, that a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton. The naive goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Here's danger. I hope you see, if you pursue anything less than Jesus, you may end up wishing when you get to the other side of eternity, when it's too late that you had. This is the time to bow your knee to bow your heart, your desires, your goals, your dreams, and hand it over to Jesus. Oh, watch what he'll do with it. 
Hebrews 12 says, keeping your eyes on Jesus. Jesus is the path to heaven. Jesus is the path to fulfillment for where we live today. Jesus is the path to true purpose. He is the the one true path, the path that leads to salvation and to heaven. Here's the way Jesus said it about himself. In John 14, 6, Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Isn't that amazing what he's saying? See, Jesus is saying, I'm it. There's another way. There's another word for the word way. You could put the word path. I am the way, he said, or I am the path. Follow me, Jesus says. Follow me. Follow me. Because whatever you give your attention to will determine your direction, and your direction will determine your destination. You have a choice. Like the video said, you can make your attention, you can let your attention be grabbed by the distractions of the world and the, well, the selfish desires of the world. Or you can give your whole heart to the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who says, I love you. And literally stretched out his hands and died for you and me. Which will you choose today? Maybe you've never chosen to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. Maybe you'd like to choose to fix your eyes on Jesus. And in in just a little bit here, I'm going to lead you into a prayer that you will know that you know that you know that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and that your eternity is sealed by the blood of Jesus in heaven. And some of you, You decided to follow Jesus a long time ago, and then, well, your attention got distracted, and it got captured by something or someone else. Today's the day to correct all of that. Don't you think so? Today's the day to say, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Oh, God, forgive me for being distracted, for not paying attention, not staying focused, and keeping my eyes fixed on Jesus. So if you've never asked Jesus into your life, I'm going to pray this prayer, and I would hope you would pray it with me. And then I'm going to pray a second prayer. And if you've drifted, that prayer is for you. Jesus, I believe that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and I'm choosing to follow you today. Jesus, be the leader of my life. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I admit that I'm a sinner. I need you to be the Savior of my soul and invite you into my heart. Well, maybe you need to say this prayer because you drifted for a while. And now you're coming back. 
Jesus, I know that you are the way, the truth, and the life, but I haven't been walking your path recently. Today, I'm choosing to put you first again. I choose today to fix my eyes on you and follow you. I purpose to walk your path again. Forgive me. Jesus, be the leader of my life. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Set this captive free. Well, if you prayed those prayers, I got great news for you. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and God will be with you to guide you each and every step on this path. All we have to do is continue to seek Him day in and day out. Can I pray for all of us now? Well, Father God, I just thank You for Your goodness and Your grace. Lord, we've learned that our direction, not our intentions, determine our destination. But we've also learned that today, Father, if I'm not paying attention to what I'm paying attention to, Lord, then it's going to misguide me from the very beginning and my direction will be misguided. Father, I pray, search my heart. Search our hearts and reveal to us where we're off base because we're paying attention to something we shouldn't be. We're giving focus to something we shouldn't be. Oh God, come and fill us with your Holy Spirit. Set us free. And Lord, have your will, have your way in us. Because we've learned our direction, not our intentions, determine our destination. So now, Lord, I pray, bless your people. Bless their marriages. Bless their vocations. Bless their children and their grandchildren. Let them know that even in the middle of this pandemic, that God is for them, not against them. That you hear their cries and that you will provide for them in every area of their life. We pray this in the name that is above all names, that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless, church. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.